Hello and welcome to this week's roundup episode of the PPC Chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. I'm your host, Anu of MindSwan and BrainLabs, um, and I use this platform to share not just the expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid search, especially automation, paid media, and the direction the digital industry is going in. Um, and yeah, this topic is very much about the direction and the um, digital within the wider space of, uh, within the wider like marketing competitive space. Um, so if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry, or even just get my favorite script of the week, like comment and follow on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram on my handle, MindSwanPPC, um, or just to see snippets and quotes, um, from our previous podcast and maybe even bragging about some of our reviews, <laughs> just follow our, um, dedicated podcast Instagram page with his, which is at PPC chat underscore roundup. Um, so yeah, today has not been that bad a day. It's been, yeah, a good day of meetings and, um, you know, just getting stuff done. Just, yeah, kind of like a BAU kind of day. Um, but I just didn't feel like our topic of conversation was something that I had a big forte in. So I thought I'd just lurk a bit, listen to what all the experts have said, and then maybe give a little bit of my take um, with each of the answers and um, when some of the answers come up. Not every single answer, obviously. Now, double the time you have to listen to this <laughs> and hopefully that's not what it will be like um so yeah but it was it was a really great great one with uh, our experts dev- definitely digging deep into the the topic led by sam who's whose handle is um digital digital sam i am i like that handle um so yeah he led us on this topic of what does antitrust mean for ppc if anything um, so Sam shares a link, which this um, topic is all about, and we'll get to that, and it will be shared on my Linktree set of links. Um, and um, as I said, it was a very riveting chat indeed, and my favorite part was that Google could be in trouble again. But yeah, how often do they really, yeah, get in trouble or get, you know, they have to pay, get punished for the trouble that they're in? Um, but before we get into that, um, we've got our usual quiz of the week. Ta-da! And um, bang on topic, I just, yeah, just went for the, the, the question basically about antitrust and competition. And um, the question is, as we, as I'm sure you're familiar with this style now, when was the first known antitrust, aka competition legislation enacted? When was the first known antitrust legislation enacted? And think long, long ago, and please don't cheat by by, by looking on Google for this. Um, it's a very interesting answer, I think. Um, and yeah, so please wait till the end of our podcast today to get that answer. So getting straight into um, the chat, uh, straight, getting straight back into the chat, um, Sam yeah, welcomes us this week on the PPC plus antitrust topic. Um, but before we get into those um, messy topics, let's start with a softball. What is something you learned this week? Um, Kami Karras um, starts off with, um, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I think that's an old lesson, Kami. But uh, <laughs> to to uh, reiterate her, her learning, she goes, last week was a challenging week of accepting other people's inability to take seasoned advice. Yeah, sometimes you just have to give the advice and walk away. You shouldn't really expect <laughs> the someone to actually, the, the people to actually respond to it. Anyway, um, Colin Slatter replied, I learned that Jamie Harrison raised more money in one quarter than any other Senate candidate in history. Interesting American fact there, because I have no idea who Jamie Harrison is. Daniel Vada replied, learned how to pickle ginger. 
lovely. I love ginger. Andrea Cruz, I learned there are two coyotes living next to the dog park. Dog park. Not really happy about that. And she puts a very funny um, gif of um, coyote, a coyote running, like those, that cartoon of that really fast coyote. <laughs> Um, and then yeah, Glenn Schmelzel replies saying, thanks for doing PPC chat, Sam. I learned the new UI for Google Tag Manager's debugger, no longer an assistant. It's a serious dev tool. Interesting. Amala Faglia replies, something I learned this week is that I'm still an impulse shopper, no matter how much I want to believe I have curbed the habit. I've, yeah, I am definitely an impulse shopper. The worst thing for me to do is, as I saying, um, I've seen like a sticker I saw on Miranda Hart's profile today is don't go shopping hungry. Don't go to the grocery store hungry. That is the worst. I've gone to grocery shopping hungry before and bought like dates that I never eat because I was just like, oh my God, I just remember they have, they're very sweet and they have very lots of sugar. And I never actually ate it. I just bought it and it just sat on top of my fridge. Um, anyway, Marcus Simpson replies, the print shop I wanted to use for some shirts won't accept outside shirts. And your boy over there ain't trying to print on Gildan. No idea who Gildan is. Okay. So Sam then goes, okay, so some breaking news time. And um, so, yeah, this is the link and the news that I said Sam shares. And it says Justice Department charges Google with multiple violations of federal antitrust law. Actually, um, no, that picture was from oh, yeah a while ago. But yeah, this news is um, very recent. Yes, printed out, came out today. Um, Amalia replies to that. My immediate reaction is this will take years to resolve. And so we're okay for a bit. Also that as a marketer, while there are things I love about Google's tech, there are also probably things that should be curbed. I just don't trust politicians to know. Yeah, they, they, they won't know. Um, I'll chase, um, agrees to that after seeking, um, after seeing the questions politicians ask, it's easy not to trust them to make the right decisions. Exactly. Um, watching, um, these guys, the like Mark Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos and um, the guy who leads, um, you know, Google and um, yeah, some of other another of the the big companies like being an Apple Apple guys. Um, the questions that we they were being asked, um, you know, I literally was like, guys, you, you you need a digital person to really get involved with this to actually ask these guys the question. I actually know who to ask in the companies. Sam replies, I agree there. I do think the idea of digital competition unit, which was proposed by the UK CMA, is an interesting idea, assuming that it's properly empowered, unconstrained and staffed. Um and so, yeah, we've got um, Azim replying saying, um, given the way some of these hearings have gone when big tech companies are held to account, I'm not too hopeful of a positive outcome for the industry at the moment. Um, and then, yeah, I reply to um, yeah, the question 0.5 is what actually Sam has posed it as. Um, Dogar Thomas replies, burn it to the ground, salt the earth. But seriously, it's not like the decade long lawsuit on uh, Microsoft did major damage. It was mostly external factors that led to, i.e. losing shares. So Internet Explorer, Daniel Vardy replied, I definitely think it's going to take a lot of hard work and people who know what they're doing to lead to a change. I also think Apple launching their search engine will be a bigger factor. Yeah. And um, Amalia replied, assuming Apple does it relatively correctly, Google having competition in the search air arena will be an interesting situation and i think i read a tweet today about someone saying that yeah apple um trying to um 
trying to start a search engine is laughable because um, when they search for something on their iTunes for a song in their iTunes playlist, they, they yeah, yeah, the Apple search engine cannot find even that properly. <laughs> so I don't think Google has anything to worry about. Andrea Cruz replies to uh, question 0.5 saying, expected, I believe something has to happen. Not sure what the solution is, but things need to improve for a fair competition and for the consumer's privacy. Julie replies saying that this is a preamble to regulation which needs to happen but could be a disaster if people who don't understand how this all works or lobbyists write the legislation. Um, Kirk Williams reply, replies saying I'm torn because um, the government doesn't always usually understand the sub subtleties of things, a blunt hammer rather than a surgeon's scalpel. That being said, I'm sick of Google acting like they can do whatever they want. We'll see. And that's the problem. They do. They act like they do whatever they want. They kind of do get away with this. They, uh, they um, get away with it. But yeah, well, they need better people um, actually talking about this and, and actually um, managing this kind of case. Sam replies, yeah, I'm in this boat as well. I think this particular um, filing is way too narrow and way too misguided to be effective. And going after TAC... Um, i.e. Google being forced to pay billions to Apple, Mozilla, etc. for default placement seems dumb if your goal is more competition. Kirk replies, so primarily I don't know, but partially I'm not upset with antitrust being the do it, being the thing DOJ is going after rather than the mountain of other things because I see anti-competitive behavior as being a, f a framework all the rest fit into. Um, he continues, part of why Google behaves as Google does is because they're so freaking powerful. It's it's possible that some of the other stuff will fall into line if they're not as powerful. Now that we've all had um, a laugh at my idealism, we can return to the real world. Um, Glenn replies, not proud to say, but I'd be tempted to act as if they do if I had, I'll be tempted to act as if, as they do if I had tempted, if I had that much power. Must admit, I have definitely, I have difficulty seeing their motives because I don't move, um, have the market bending power they have. Julie replies to that. This is where the concept of unchecked power comes in. When you have such dominant players, the normal competitive forces of the market simply cease to provide any type of deterrent function. They do because they can. And um, Kirk replies to this, one of the best ways to determine if unchecked power is in play is how they communicate to the underlings, i.e. Google's recent release um, to advertisers on search terms. They just don't have to communicate well because they know they have the ultimate power. Um, and yeah, there's a gif of um, uh, from Aladdin of the genie going phenomenal cosmic powers. I love the GIF entries and I know there's no way of me actually translating that properly <laughs> over um, ac across my the, the podcast right now. So yeah, you just have to imagine that. And Amalia gives another answer to um, question 0.5 saying also legislation, less legislating or policing tech um, with its malleable or cross-border present is always going to be a trick. It's a new frontier. And then we've got um, Daniel Vardy replying to question 0.5 saying, love it. Google needs some humbling to do. I oppose monopolies as a rule and I think they have trampled over users and marketers for years. I also want, can't wait for Facebook, Amazon and Apple to get theirs. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Colin Slattery replying to um, question 0.5 saying, I'm worried about what the Trump DOJ is going to try to rush this through thing and actually end up screwing the whole thing up in an effort to look like they did something before election day if not i think it's many years of litigation 
And then we've got Sam replying. So my initial reaction is that this is a narrow lawsuit focused on TAC that really doesn't have a strong foundation to stand on. Honestly, seems like a bit of political move before an election versus a serious case. Yeah, and um, very true. And yeah, Glenn very uh, um, <laughs> very kindly um, clarifies that TAC means the antitrust case. <laughs> and yeah, Sam replies, that's basically the initial feeling. Yes, it's uh, filing. Yes, it's fairly narrow in scope and doesn't do much to address and market concerns, bundling issues, self-preferencing uh, self of self-dealing, etc., um, Daniel Vardy replies, I think this is the first step at a direction we want to see. Giant corps have zero checks and balances, and I love free market and capitalism, but these entities have been taking too much advantage of loopholes and lack of knowledge by government. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Mark Gustafson replying to, yeah, I've not been fine saying one, yay, Google is evil. Two, no, more platforms mean more work and diluted data. Three, I don't have faith that any government official understands anything about our industry. Four, basically, we want Google to play nicely instead of fragmenting the market. Yes, um, I think that is very much very, very succinctly put there. I like that. Um, and then, yeah, we go to our official question one. Um, <laughs> saying um, with um, Sam going, did you read the House report on antitrust or any coverage of it? What are your preliminary thoughts? Do you agree or disagree with the broad strokes? Um, and yeah, this is what, what I meant by I didn't have really much 14 this one. And that's because I definitely didn't um, read the House report on, um, yeah, the antitrust. And um, we've got Doug R. Thomas replying to question one saying, haven't gotten through much other than the broad findings, but in general, it's spot on. The darlings of the early 2000s are largely monopolistic and a textbook example of the post 90s deregulation in antitrust. Again, advertising is a footnote, it's acquisitions. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Mark Gustafson replying. I read, I read your wonderful breakdown of it. As much as I hate monopolies personally, it made me realize that heavy regulation and forcing players to play nice is probably the better solution for me in my profession than breaking them up. Amali replied, I read your summation of it, Sam. Nothing else. <laughs> Um, Julie replies to question one saying, I read your monster thread on the antitrust. Um, it seems like the wheels have actually begun turning for something to change, whether it be via lawsuits or legislations, the issue of digital social platform unchecked power is a significant one. Um, and then, yeah, we've got, um, yeah, it's, as Sam said, informational post. For those of who, who didn't, this is the thread. Um, and yeah, there's a blatant self-promotion, but it's a, it's a great thread to read. So um, yeah, actually, I'll send a link to that thread because, yeah, that can be done. Oh, that's great. I'm going to send a link to that thread. So look out for that in my link tree post. And then Sam goes on to question two, going, since we're here already, one big takeaway from the report, it's pretty clear regulators think that Google, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook have outsized influence within the digital economy. Do you think that's right, wrong, why? But before we get into that, there was um, a nice thread here where it started off with Mark Gustafson going, I read your wonderful breakdown of it. Oh, I read your wonderful breakdown of it. Um, that's one word that's always confusing whether you're talking in the present tense or past. Anyway, <laughs> as much as I hate monopolies, monopolies, personally, it made me realize that heavy regulation and forcing players to play nice is probably the better solution for me in my profession than breaking them up. Kirk Williams replies to that saying, for someone with still learning and digital 
digital samayam seems to be the go-to man here is this overall determination that will come from doj so one of these one break up two regulation three nothing i'm voting for three really of to what would happen not what i actually wish would happen sam replies yeah i think that's the best the first part of the equation i don't think one is viable at all i think two is pretty complicated but the right direction and three is probably probably what's going to happen in the u.s for the next couple of years he continues the second part of the equation is that tech isn't just the u.s anymore and the eu china japan and singapore love them hate them have all started to push the boundaries of the tech regulation worldwide with varying degrees of success it's no longer an american internet um uh, yeah and kirk williams replies that i'm the one learning if that wasn't clear and yeah all of this is learning for me and i don't even know where, where to even start with 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 even questions to ask so it's really good to take this all in um amalia fowler replies to question two saying i don't think that it is wrong but like you pointed out in your thread i think some of the logical assumptions they use to get there or make their points are off um colin slattery um replies and i'm not sure i'd agree with you actually i think the case um can certainly be made that the centralized role google plays that google plays um in the economy and um, stranglehold it has on its centralized position is quite similar and um yeah this is about the question um saying about yeah the doj um, question and even more written reply to Kirk Williams where he said part of why Google behaves as Google does is because they're so freaking powerful it's possible that some of the other stuff will fall into line um, if they're not as powerful and Sam had replied but is Google really more powerful than AT&T was prior to the breakup in the 80s more powerful than Standard Oil I don't think so and yeah, and that's where Colin Slattery disagreed. Um, Daniel Vardy replies, agree. Um, I agree as a whole. When we take the big four, Google, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, they have even more power than AT&T and US still or the railroads. Um, Glenn replies to that, yes, as a whole cartel, they all draw from same talent pool, partner with each other, barring new player entry and process, collective FAA and G gang throws their muscle around to entrench, entrench um, their status. And that goes into very much like, yeah, gang warish kind of talk more and more with AT&T and whether, um, yeah, Google, Facebook, Amazon and Apple have overtaken that. Julie replies to question two saying um, they absolutely absolutely have outsized influence, not just in the digital economy, but in our lives. I have said before, if most people knew what we knew about digital data and how it is used, they would be losing their minds. And then we've got Colin Slattery replying to question two, saying, I think the entire digital economy is warped by Google and Facebook primarily. I think Apple shouldn't fall into the conversation, to be honest, though there are arguments to be had about the App Store. Ultimately, almost every business conducts conducts digital around FB and G, so Facebook and Google even. And then we've got Mark Gustafson replying to question two, saying um, they are the best at what they do. So it's right. However, using their power to prevent competition is too much. In the eyes of an advertiser, I love just not the data obfuscation. As an individual, I think it's hard to catch up to their data set and thus compete. And then we have Kami Karras replying to question two, saying at some point, there's always a tipping point where normal small businesses can no longer make a business case to try to compete. We might not feel like we are there yet, but at this point, it's too late to do anything. Think local hardware store, Radio Shack, etc. 
And then we've got Sam giving us question three, saying, while the House report didn't really touch PPC or digital advertising, plenty of previous reports have covered it. Most recently, the UK's CMA. This included a discussion that vertical integrations lead to conflict of interest. What do you think? But before we get into that, Dougar Thomas replies into to question two, saying, anyone know another mainstream mobile OS than Android or iOS? No, definitely not. Another cloud provider as big as Amazon or Google. Facebook's the weakest argument, in my opinion. But to take it back to ads, another social ads provider even half as big? And then we've got Dougar Thomas replying to question three, saying, I think that's why it's been a while to come to actual cases the vertical integration stuff isn't what can stick from 10 years ago again and then we have um glenn schmelzel replying to question two saying academics and tech writers have written much on how successful internet players have outsized winnings um, slanting playing fields beyond what industrial industrial giants ever could would be wrong if they singled google out and stopped there and then we've got um, we've got Julie replying to question three, saying vertical integrations lead to bigger entities that control more of the landscape and can both direct resources to their own elements, Google and Facebook and Apple, though differently, or they use data they are privy to to undercut or cut out others, e.g. Amazon. And then we've got Daniel Vardy replying to question two, saying outside of their acquisition practices, I'm sure Facebook was added into this because of political ad spend and how much of a mess they are from the elections, hate speeches and really bad optics. John Kagan replies to question three, saying people who don't know what they are speaking about are judging things. It's a very, very point and it's something that of the human nature, isn't it? Colin Slattery replies um, to question three, saying, so I actually don't have a problem with vertical integration on its own, only insofar as it creates an environment where a business can capture a monopoly on one level due to the lower costs from controlling other levels. Yeah, that's that's that sounds very fair. And um, another nice thread here, which is um, from Kami Karis replying question two, where she says at some point there's always a tipping point where normal small businesses can no longer make a business case to try to compete. We might not feel like we are there yet, but at this point it's too late to do anything. Think local hardware store, Radio Shack, etc. Um, a reply to that, Sam goes, "That's there's truth to that, but how much of that is a product of older businesses failing to evolve versus Facebook or um, Google being mean? Um, Kami Karis reply i'm not just talking older businesses being able to evolve requires capital many small businesses don't have a lot of you can say in hindsight hindsight they should have digitized but that has nothing to do with supply chains or access to advertising markets sam replies fair but couldn't one also argue that the digital economy has allowed millions of businesses who didn't have adequate capital to for instance rent a storefront plus pay employees to build successful businesses um and julie replies to that part of this is natural evolution of a marketplace as well. The web started as a place where both large and small entities could actually compete with each other. But as the tech and industry evolved, its playing field is no longer level. Question is, how level should it be? And Andrea replies, I replies, I struggled with this a little. Prior to having internet, it has always been and it will always be easier for the big guy to have better visibility, access to tools and so on. And Cameron replies, I'm not arguing that. I used an example of behemoths changing the market in a way that took away options for other types of businesses. When they have the power to shift the market without question, it's too late. Not arguing the effectiveness of old biz or the government handling. 
And then we've got um, Sam giving us question four, where he goes, a second PPC-related criticism leveled involved involves platforms, Facebook, Google, Amazon, withholding relevant data from advertisers plus publishers that would allow them to make more informed decisions. Eat your heart out, PPC Kirk. So again, um, yeah, this is one of those, it's a statement that I feel that is just discuss. Um, Because yeah, I don't see how it's a question. There wasn't even a question mark at the end. So I'll say that again. A second PPC related criticism leveled involves platforms withholding relevant data from advertisers plus publishers that would allow them to make more informed decisions discuss and split your hairs over this one yeah this will be an interesting one um and then yeah kirk williams replies to this can i just share my blog post because yes he's written a lot about this um and then we've got um julie getting in there with an answer saying another flexing of unchecked power to take decisions influencing data away from paying customers and the privacy argument is complete bs but a notable um but but a noble cause to wrap their self-protective actions in um and then yeah colin slattery replies to question four saying so i view the withholding of information on what you're paying for to be very much along the lines of food labeling like people are paying for something and they should get to know what they're getting very much i very like that point mark gustafson replies saying i think having a single data platform and anyone can target based off of i can already hear whisperings of someone in sf doing um doing this via blockchain san francisco Silicon Valley? No, well, that'll be SP. Um, so yeah, we'll level the playing field, standardizing the depth of tracking too. I'll read that answer again. I think having a single data platform that anyone can target based off of would um, level the playing field, standardization, the depth of tracking too. And then we have Colin Slattery, um, yeah, giving his answers to question, but well, continuing his answer to question um, four, saying like, if I buy a hot dog, I get to know what went into it. If I'm buying advertising, I want to know what I'm actually paying for. Trust us that there isn't sawdust in these hot dog is not how I want to play. Um, as in replies, great analogy, devil's advocate though, you know a bad hot dog could make you unwell. You may not immediately know that bad ads could influence you until it's potentially too late. Daniel Vada replies, I don't know. Do we really want to know what's in a hot dog though? And that's also the point. <laughs> I don't know about a great analogy. We'd rather eat the hot dog without knowing what's in it. And so how loads of bad foods actually are by knowing what they are, we then get discouraged from eating it. Not because um, all of a sudden they don't taste nice, but because all of a sudden, oh, it's unhealthy, so we shouldn't eat it. And then it becomes our guilty pleasure food. Um, <laughs> so that went into a bit of a tangential. Um, but yeah, Marcus Simpson then um, continues his answer to question 14. I also want to bring up about how much we complain about Google is the byproduct of them having been transparent. Social platforms hide so much data, but that has always been the norm for them. So we don't complain or notice. Um, and then, yeah, Andrea Cruz replied to that. I would argue some of them have very, very slowly tried to give you something extra in return mark replies audience breakdowns in social non-existent placements for audience network non-existent these are two big ones for me 
Um, Andrea replies, LinkedIn is probably the only one that reports on audience breakdown and it's only, it's only a sample. Fair point. So yes, they could give, social media guys could give more. And then going on to question five, um, Sam or digital Sam, I am goes. Um, so one of the big things about antitrust is the idea of trade-offs and problems. In my opinion, I think there are four or five core issues that various people have with big tech. Some of these are antitrust problems and some aren't, but we lump them all together. So discuss. But then actually, Sam does um, continue what the actual question or question five is. So he goes um, Q5-ish. These, um, there's basically one, tech being mean to people, i.e. privacy. User choice. Two, bad people using tech, i.e. misinformation. Three, tech being bad to downstream advertisers. Four, tech being mean to competitors, app store, marketplace, browsers, etc. Um, and I don't think all of these are antitrust issues. And I also don't think most people care about three plus four but they care a lot about one and two so what do we care about tech being mean to people and bad people using tech um, and then he goes and i think there's also um 4.5 big tech stifling innovation plus sucking the air um, out of the room for competitors but i don't think that has a lot of merit honestly but just about any metric the level of innovation plus capital flowing into the tech sector is crazy and in reply to that, we've got Azim going, um, it's a start in my opinion, three plus four will come into consideration more as during this pandemic, more people um, have turned their side hustle into their main source of income and are going out of their way to shop smaller. Um, and then Azim continues, however, this is something that I think will take years to take effect. Lots of smaller um, pounds and dollars being spent with smaller online advertisers could slowly take away from bigger orgs. And then in reply to question five, we've got Dogar Thomas going, well, no, antitrust solves unfair competition. The rest is smoke screens, noise, and maybe a little of campaign boosting for antitrust. It's why the hearings were so frustrating. And then we've got um, Sam giving question six, um, saying, so do you think that the social media landscape should be more regulated? Do platforms have an obligation to take down misinformation? What levels of speech does this fall into? Oh, now I've made my opinion clear on this one. And well, maybe not clear, but I agree with the school of thought of the fact that it's the regulatory's, um, you know, system, the governments and, you know, ombudsmen's that should, you know, keep these regulators in place that should make it, you know, very clear as to what the rules are and making sure they're checking with them. They should have a digitally educated person on the government side who actually, yeah, is, is on the government side and working to regulate. And um, these guys are not allowed, like Facebook and Google, to self-regulate. They are a business. They are a money-making business. That's what they're going to try to do any which way possible. Um, and they have done that so far. So why trust them to self-regulate? Um, and yeah, then um, Sam continues saying one of the underlying drivers of the report was the idea that social media has outsized influence in public discussion, including in the dissemination of misinformation. Lots of complexity there. So yeah, then Novadi goes to that. Yeah, 100% social media platforms should have accountability. I believe in free speech. I don't believe in free hate and misinformation that is designed to hurt people. Yes. So they should be regulated. They shouldn't be allowed to self-regulate. So it shouldn't be like Facebook are evil. It should be people should put, the government should put enough rules to regulate them properly. 
and then um, Kamikaris replies, I cannot even believe they included this in the same argument. Um, and then, yeah, with um, in reply to question six, Julie replies, Lam, until they legally have to act, platforms will continue to be slow to regulate content on their networks because to do so opens the door to legal arguments about their ultimate responsibility for it. They do not want that. Wish they would, though. Yeah, but if we're a business, would we? Uh, I, I, it's it's a struggle. Um, and so, yeah, Kirk Williams reply, I have nothing to add with this tweet other than to note the fascination, fascinating differences between the way the US looks at market and antitrust compared to those outside it. Most commonly, the EU interesting in the way we think can be different even without realizing, um, i.e. if a person outside the US is reading these tweets as Americans tend to focus more on has a law been broken rather than does this make competition difficult? That's partially why the DOJ ruling bring really is big news. Um, Glenn replies, you're right, Kirk. Our American value and enterprises right to make money. Places like Europe value how they further collect the, the, the further collective good. No one has a subjective yardstick, especially a DOJ, DOJ in a charged climate like this. And then we've got a few replies to um, Dogar Thomas's answer to question five, where he says, well, no, antitrust solves unfair competition. The rest is smokescreens, noise, and maybe a little of campaign boosting for antitrust. Um, and Sam replies, the next question, though, is would breaking up big tech actually solve the problem? If you split YouTube and Google, would there be more competition in the search of video consumption platform spaces? Julie replies, you can't even really use the last big breakup as a barometer either. Telcos are not the same as the digital behemoths. Um, Sam replies, in some ways, no. In some ways, yes. But arguably, the US completely bungled the AT&T breakup in the 80s. They just created seven regional regional monopolies and were bailing out, and were bailed out by mobile because Coming a thing in the mid to late 90s. Doug replies, it wouldn't be a breakup, it wouldn't be a regional breakup, but the alphabet breaks out um, its child companies. Apple can't make hardware, chips, and software. Amazon can't sell and produce um, products, but this is all theoretical. The, pen the penalty will likely be a fine based on revenue from bundling. Yeah, and they'll just pay money that they they um they can afford. Sam replies, so I actually have a huge issue with the private label issue. This is literal um retail, literally retail, private label is a approximately 40% of Walmart's business. Doug replies, sure, I think scale is the challenge here. I don't know another platform like Amazon who's bought many of the previous darlings like Zappos. I know where to buy other than Sam's and Walmart. But again, I'm dumb and, and, and anal. I care more about AWS than Amazon's core business. Sam replies, I thought you were a lawyer. <laughs> Doug was like, not even a college graduate. <laughs> I hope they're not getting personal there, guys. Keep it civil. Um, and then, yeah, Daniel Vardy replies to question six, saying 100% social media platforms should have accountability. I believe in free speech. I don't believe in free hate and misinformation that is designed to hurt people. Uh, Mark Gustafson replies, RE misinformation either declares social, uh, the public square, and use similar regulation to freedom of speech, but can't yell fire theatre etc or it's a publication and thus has editorial duties define them government needs to make this distinction in my opinion um, and then Sam goes, our last question. There has been discussions previously about regulating core internet functions, i.e. search as a utility, i.e. under the common carrier or public utilities doctrine. Again, 
more of a statement of discussion. So again, um, the way he says it is, there has been discussion previously about regulating core internet functions, i.e. search as a utility, i.e. under the common um, carrier of public utilities doctrine. And in reply to that, we've got Mark Gustafson, uh, Mark Gustafson saying, um, I think this is what happens for better and for worse. This does scare me, though. Julie replies to that saying, this seems like something worth exploring. But as with all regulation, the devil could be in the details. Those unintended consequences can be quite terrible. Just ask um, gig workers in California. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Kamikaris replies to question seven saying, what's the question? If we could go back to the early 90s and make the Internet a utility, that would have been amazing. Can't go back to can't go back too late to um, buy them out. Regulation is the only tool left, I fear. Um, and then, yeah, Sam re replies that, oh, yeah, the question, do you think certain social media should be regulated right, like utilities? Um, Kamir replies, this is complex with no doubt, um, but the alternatives are total government control bad and total corporate control bad. The people through representation need to have some say in the, in the direction of services, not just take what's being handed to them. Um, so Sam replies, I agree 100%. Solutions are complicated and it gets even more complicated when each government or country is likely going to take a slightly different tact. So how do platforms overcome that? Can the international community come together to find a middle ground? Um, Cami replies, it's going to be an ugly ride, but having different tacts giving, gives options to see what goes or doesn't work well quickly, just like private innovation. And companies should accept the fact that different... Um, ooh, that different municip municipalities require different business practices. Are you listening, Uber? <laughs> Again, I'll, I'll read that last part of her answer. It says, and companies should accept the fact that different municipalities require different businesses practices. Are you listening, Uber? And then we've got, um, yeah, Colin Slattery replying to question seven saying, so I ultimately think that this is what will happen, especially with the increasing reliance on machine learning. The astronomical amounts of data necessary to compete will essentially make natural monopolies inevitable in certain places like search. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Sam trying to get in there with a cheeky question eight, even though we'd run out of time, to be honest, um, going how much of our complaints with tech are as a result of a problem unique to tech and how much of our complaints are things that uh, every other big company does that tech has optimized and scaled. And that's a very good question. I feel it's a bit of both. Um, so yeah, Mark replies to that saying, yes, the results are simply supercharged in the age of data, in my opinion, and beginning data sets is much more advantageous, in my opinion, than experience and money many moons ago, aka before the internet. Um, and yeah, I think that's those are our answers. Oh, um, a few more answers to this. We've got Glenn saying that to question seven, saying me being a Pollyanna, but prior to personalizing SERPs, I'd hoped a database of websites would charge to use its API. Others would build search engines on top, monetizing features. It's tr it treats the source data as a utility delivered at cost trains tracks um, to question eight Kami Karras goes not related to tech always just related to innovation innovation is good but stifling ability for others to monitor or build on that innovation not great and that brings us to the end of this chat today and yeah as I as um, I'm sure you heard that was such a meaty one and went a little bit 
more political than I'd liked, which is why I stood away from that. Lots of opinions. I feel like some of the conversations were like multiple discussions mixed into one. And um, yeah, it's really exciting when um, when we talk things about, you know, the ethical and moral grounds of um, this um, big tech companies. And I feel they, they should listen to this podcast so that they just know what we're thinking. Um, and um, maybe something, someone will look in the mirror and, and, and try to be a better tech person or better CEO or better CMO in, in, in one of these big tech companies and just try to do things better, especially in terms of sharing data, not being too competitive, allowing the smaller guys to, you know, be able to make money in their own way, which other tech companies are there, apart from Microsoft. We, we always like, you know, say that, oh, Microsoft only have 10% of the market share and um, it's a bit of a sad case for them where they cannot increase it but are there other search engines that even have like maybe not one percent market share and even how are they surviving especially during covid anyway i found that such an interesting topic um i hope you found it to be um, a great one too but before we close off yeah i almost forgot our quiz of the week um so yeah as i don't know if you remember the question yeah i do uh, so um the question was when was the first known antitrust aka competition legislation enact enacted so yeah that was a long time ago and the answer is 50 bc in the time of the roman empire so yeah competition and making sure that things were being done in um in a way where other businesses could benefit from the marketplace has has been something that has been going on for a long time um, to make sure that um, they were like restricting the practices that restrict fees, trading and competition between the businesses um, were prohibited and um, the things were just done lawfully and legally. So yeah, 50 BC. Did you get anywhere close <laughs> to that answer? Hope you did. Um, but yeah, hope you've uh, enjoyed this chat as much as I have um, and taking some great takeaways and just, you know, food for thought as to how, um, yeah, the big giant four are working in the system. Um, and yeah, if you want to chat about this topic or any paid media or data analysis solutions, um, please do get in touch with me by um, getting me on any of my social media with my handle, MindsOnePPC. And remember, for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye. <laughs>